Estophrenic time. Estophrenic time. time. I just pooped by the pants. <laughs> oh, it pooped mine too. Oh. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Best of Frantic Times. Podcast! That's right, episode 30, and this is a sad podcast. Why? It's our last one. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's our last last one of the season. I thought it was just full of crappy skits or something, but no. (laughs) no. Oh, no, 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 it's that too. Okay, good. It's multi layered. No, this is episode 30, The Clearance Bin. It's uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Price to Move. Yep, beta tapes and uh, all this. This is the last one of the season. So next season, we're going to try to do another 30. And, uh, you know, please stay tuned. We're trying to find a way to uh, fund it, maybe uh, through. Prostitution. Yes. I'll get my outfit. (laughs) And here's a segue. We could just hand around the collection plate. And now we have a scene that takes place. Okay, it doesn't take place in a church, but it's got a religious theme, which was always controversial and still is controversial. And it's reasonably funny. I like this scene. Yes, me too. What's it called? It's called All Forms of Creationism. Inspired by It's inspired by real events, but I won't tell you what the real events were. You'll have to... You'll have to figure it out. Was it, it when it God stars, made the earth? Yeah. It's, it's, it no, it's stars after Neil that. deGrasse. Yeah. Tyson. Settle down, class. Settle down. Did everyone finish their homework on the theory of evolution? Yes, yes Mr. Powell. Fine. Today, class, we have a guest, Reverend Jimmy Bob Tucker. Good morning, Reverend Jimmy Bob Tucker. It's a beautiful day, boys and girls. <laughs> God loves you, he really does. Class, Reverend Tucker is a member of a very powerful organization called the Moral Majority. They have pressured our school board into forcing science classes to teach all forms of creation. The Lord has called on us to perform a sacred task. Hold on to your Bible belt, Reverend. You'll get your chance to tell your story. Story. This is the word of God. Well, I'm sure some of our Muslim, Buddhist, and Hindu students might disagree, but since your organization did specify all forms of creation be taught in science class, we're going to do just that. What are you talking about? Class, I'd like you to meet Chief Running Deer from the Seven Nations Indian Reserve. Good morning, little ones. Good morning, Chief Running Deer. According to Iroquois legend, A supreme being in the form of a woman fell from heaven and landed on a turtle in the mud. The turtle made the woman pregnant, and the woman gave birth to a daughter. The daughter, in turn, gave birth to two sons, one good son and one bad son. The bad son killed the mother, and then both sons helped the supreme being to finish making the earth. Thank you, Chief Running Deer. Well, that's all very quaint, Tonto. But Genesis 2.19 uh, par- states Pardon me, Reverend, but first we have to examine this theory of creation to see how scientific it is. Scientific? That's ignorant mumbo-jumbo. <clears throat> Class, is there any scientific evidence to support this theory? Jennifer? Well, my aunt had two boys and one was bad. Good. Monty? How did the turtle make her pregnant? Uh, <laughs> that's for health class, Monty. <laughs> Now, let's hear the next theory. Brothers and sisters. No, 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 we're going alphabetically, Reverend Tucker. Class, please welcome Miss Ingrid Sorensen from the University of Oslo. 
Good morning, boys and girls. Good, Good morning, Miss Sorensen. Now, boys and girls, according to the Finnish Uruk legend, God was sitting on a rock in the ocean and he spat into the sea. God's saliva grew and grew, so God poked it with a stick and out came the devil in the form of a goose. So, the good Lord ordered the goose to dive to the bottom of the sea and bring up some sand. God made that sand into the earth. Thank you, Miss Sorensen. This farmer's daughter is making a mockery of God. You wanted all theories taught, Reverend. No, I wanted our theory taught. Well, the students have to be free to choose. It's not Christian. Shh. Now, class, is there any evidence to support this theory? Jennifer? A goose can dive underwater and pick up sand. Yes, it can. That's true. Monty? Um, I poked my spit once and a goose came out of it. Did it? Did it really? That's a lie. Well, it wasn't a big goose. Now we'll hear the gospel truth. Perhaps. Our next visitor is Mr. Mohammed Ali Sudan from, the, from our city's university's ancient Egyptian department. Thank you for inviting me here, Mr. Powell. Hello, Mr. Sudan. Hello, boys and girls. The ancient Egyptian theory of creation states that Ra, the hermaphrodite sun god, made the earth from a pile of dung. He created the first people by coughing them up and spitting them out. How dare you teach that pornography in a science class? Reverend, please. Is there any evidence that the earth is made from a pile of dung and people were coughed up? Monty? Edmonton? Yes, sir. these cockamamie legends. I demand that my theory of scientific creationism be taught. Well, fine then. The, uh, the floor is yours, Reverend. Bless you. Now, boys and girls, first, God created the earth and the universe and all the plants and animals in just five days. <laughs> he, he did. <laughs> then, the good Lord made man from mud. Clay, not spit. <laughs> then he made woman from one of man's ribs. Well, we're not exactly sure about that. <laughs> and there was um, a, a, sn a snake and, uh, and an apple. And I believe you. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Time for the suburban adventures of Jake and Harriet Limper, the last two people on Earth. In our last episode, Jake and Harriet had their first fight since the nuclear holocaust. This week, Jake goes for a walk. <laughs> Harriet, stop vacuuming. Harriet, I'm going for a walk. Well, it's raining out. I know, Harriet. It's going to rain for the next 50 centuries. Well, dress warm and take the remnants of the umbrella. Nag, nag, nag. Oh, and Jake, pick up a paper. What kind of paper, Harriet? Oh, any kind, scraps, whatever. I'm making a new dress. Oh, okay. And Jake? What now, Harriet? Where are you going? I'm just going down to the corner to stand in the rubble of the Max Milk store. Oh. 
You're not going to stop off and stand in the rubble of Dooley's bar, are you? No, Harriet. Well, make sure you don't, and don't go sifting through the rubble of the Legion Hall, either. Nag, nag, nag. And don't slam the front slab of burnt sheet metal on your way out. Where will Jake go? What will he bring back? Will it spread? (laughs) Find out on the next episode of Jake and Harriet Limper, the last two people on Earth. All right, who's next? Uh, I am. Uh, can I just have a regular coffee and donut to go? Regular coffee, and you want a donut, okay? Yeah. Uh, what flavors of donuts do you have? Uh, we just got these plain donuts. Only plain. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> we got glazed. <laughs> uh, certainly, uh, one of the uh, great uh, character that came out of uh, frantic times was Dan playing Quinnell. Did Quinnell have a last name? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think I ever bothered with the last name. <laughs> I mean, if someone had... I, mean, I would were talking about names the other episode, and you were struggling with Roland Grit. Yeah, I, I, prob- uh, I probably would have come up with a name that also ended with a Q to make it just as <laughs> unlikely a name as Quinnell. And, and curiously enough, this was another jerk. This was very close to me. <laughs> uh, the Qu- Quinnell started out as the Joker uh, with him, like he couldn't stop making jokes, and then... Uh, then he, he just had this horrible relationship with his poor girlfriend Mary. Uh, and a funny story when we when we uh, uh, played it on TV with uh, Martha Cronin played Cornell's g- girlfriend, and uh, she got really like it was written in the script that I was going to be saying insulting things to her, and I would say the insult, and she would say, "Really? Like, no, not really. It's a script." <laughs> <laughs> would say, "Call her a bad, call her a dog or something." Really? No. <laughs> We're all actors in a scene. Oh. <laughs> Funny, Dan's playing himself in this, and he's been married seven times. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Odd. yeah. A little odd. Here's Quinnell and the split up. Oh, there you are, Mary, cowering in our favorite corner booth. You're half an hour late, Quinnell. Sorry, Mary. I was sitting at home doing nothing, and it took longer than I thought. I guess seeing me wasn't very important to you. Oh, that's not true, Mary. Who else is going to buy me lunch? Please sit down, Quinnell. I have something very important to tell you. Save it, Mary. I already know. You do? Yes, the Vietnam War is over. I heard it on the radio on the way over. Quinnell, not you're not making this any easier for me. Well, maybe a waiter will come along. Good evening. May I help you? Yeah, I got this awful itch. Can you scratch my back here? Pardon? We'd like a menu, please. Well, that's just for her. I want something edible. Thanks. Uh, very good, madame. Madame? Do you have a part-time job, Mary? Quinnell. Stop joking. I didn't ask you here just to eat. Well, if you're not buying me lunch, what other reason is there for us to get married? That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Lunch? The marriage, Quinnell. When I agreed to marry you, you said you would change, and you haven't changed a bit. I have changed bi-monthly. You never notice. Quinnell, look at me. Well, uh, Our relationship is going nowhere. Let's send it to Disneyland. After all, it's Mickey Mouse already. Uh, Quinnell... Quinnell, it's just not working out. You and I have nothing in common. But I love you, Mary. Someone has to. Well, then why do you treat me like dirt? I love dirt, too. Well, I want more than that from a man. Here, you can have my watch. I, it won't work, Quinnell. Sure, well, you put another hole in the strap right here. I can't take your constant joking, Quinnell. I'm serious. <laughs> if I didn't know you'd better, I'd say you were serious. That's just it. You really don't know me at all. I've seen you bare naked. And I don't know you. You've seen my ankles? Listen, 
listen to us, Quinnell. We're not communicating. I'm calling it off. Well, if it's an insect repellent, someone beat you to it. <laughs> Quinnell, the marriage is off. <laughs> I love that. Quinnell, the marriage is off. Over. Can we still make poke poke? No. So this is what it's like to be dumped. Oh, I'm not dumping you, Quinnell. Oh, then we can make poke poke. <laughs> Waiter, drinks on the house. No. It's over, Quinnell. Oh, oh, it's over. Oh, that's a subtle distinction from being dumped. Now, come on, Quinnell. You haven't been happy either. You might just as easily call this meeting yourself. Never. I can't afford to buy you lunch. <laughs> Besides, I'd never dump you, Mary. Oh, oh, I suppose you'd rather we let communications deteriorate to the point where we hate each other so much the relationship just dies slowly and painfully. Yeah. I don't think we should see each other anymore, Quinnell. No problem, Mary. I'll just cover my head with a tablecloth. No, Quinnell. Oh, God. Quinnell, everyone's looking. Oh, look what I found under the table. Who wants gum? I do, I do. That's just like you, Quinnell, hiding from responsibility. Look, I'll do puppet shows from under the table. Hi, I'm Mr. Salt Shaker. Watch me vomit salt. I'm leaving, Quinnell. You've embarrassed me enough. I could never embarrass you enough, Mary. Where's my purse? It's not under here, Mary. Tell me, Mary. Is it another man? No. Another hamster? No. Something with batteries? Take that silly tablecloth off of your head, Quinnell. But, Mary, you look so much better seen through red and white checks. Oh, I was hoping you and I could at least be friends, but it's clear you're just a big baby. You're never going to change. No, Mary, I don't go. I'm going to change. I promise you. No, Quinnell, you've promised to change before. Well. You get serious for five minutes, and I give in. Then you go back to being an idiot. Let's face it, Quinnell, you're an... You're an insecure baby who's always hiding behind a wall of silly jokes and insults. I know I am, Mary, I know. Goodbye, Cornell. But Mary, look, I, I really need you. I, I love you. My life is empty without you. You sound like the Supremes. That's it. Goodbye, Cornell. Oh, Mary! Well, she really did it. Didn't think she had the brains. God, she was the only decent thing that ever happened to me. Well, half decent. Maybe it's all for the best. I need to find someone who can accept me for who I really am. A waitress? Yes, sir. What time to get off work? I know a gravel pit where no one ever goes. Not even gravel trucks. <laughs> Forget it, pal. It's gonna be harder than I thought. <laughs> How good is new Whippo dessert topping? We asked Mrs. Sarnicki to compare. How does this one taste, Mrs. Sarnicki? It tastes like jet aircraft lubricating oil. Now try this dessert topping, Mrs. Sarnicki. Oh, bliss. I'm standing in a puddle of joy. This is new Whippo dessert topping. If that's true, I'll change my hairstyle twice. Is Whippo really that good? 60 Minutes couldn't find anything wrong with this, nor could Quincy. Can you, can you describe the taste of Whippo dessert topping? It's like something you wouldn't mind putting in your face and chewing on. And Whippo is made from real dairy products. Yes, I can smell the cow from here. Is Whippo fresh? 
It's like you're lying right under the udder. <laughs> Millions of housewives agree. New Whippo dessert topping has the delicious taste everyone loves. Even people who should know better like it. Now, Taekwon Leap. Uh, so as we were doing these podcasts, one of the fun things about it, uh, many of you out there know us by certain sketches like Taekwon Leap, which is also known as Boot to the Head from the Dr. Demento show. But those were recorded specially and redone and rewritten. And it's really fun to revisit the sketches as they appeared originally in the podcast, because a lot of times they were not the same. So this is the original version of Taekwon Leap, not quite like the one that you're probably used to, but it's still great. I don't think it was even called Taekwon Leap at that. They did, the, 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 the martial art wasn't called Taekwon Leap in that. I think. No, I believe it is. Oh, I'm wrong. I think. Ooh, conflict. conflict. This podcast has everything. Wow, it's a drama vlog. And now it has nudity. <laughs> ah, look at that. <laughs> ah, look at that. Oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. oh, oh, my face, my face. Come on, come on. Enough meditation, class. Come, gather at the feet of your master. Yes, yes, yes master. master. You are now ready to enter the first stage of Tai Quan Leap, the most mystical of all the martial arts. Now we will combine the yin with the yang, the first step towards spiritual purity. Great, when do we start booting head like Bruce Lee? <laughs> Who disturbs the music of my thoughts as a pebble disturbs the stillness of the pond? Me. Ed Fegley. Ed Fegley. Yep. You are a seeker of the inner peace of Taekwon Leap. You bet. I want to kick the crap out of guys in bars. Boop, boop, boop. Ed Fegley, I said when you entered this regiment that Taekwon Leap is more than just self-defense. I hope so. I like to get in the first boot. Taekwon Leap is a way of knowledge. Oh, yeah, sure. I trust the rest of the class perceived this in our first three hours of meditation. Yes, Master. Yeah, the nap was great. Now I want to learn how to womp losers. <laughs> you are misdirected, Ed Fegley. Taekwon Leap is the wine of purity and calm, not the vinegar of hostility. Okay. Let's break some boards. Whack, whack, whack. No, Taekwon Leap is control, grace, knowledge. It is not whack, whack, woof, woof. <laughs> Listen, shrimp, you're beginning to piss me off. I didn't pay 200 bucks to sit on my duff going, Class, observe how Ed Fagley seeks to master the physical manifestation before he is one with the spirit. Yes, master. What are you babbling about, shorty? Approach me, Ed Fagley, that you might learn. Okay, finally, some action. Here we go. Yeah! Oh, Jesus! Now I bow to you and meditate. You booted me in the head! <laughs> you may thank me for this lesson now, Ed Fegley. You booted me, you little jerk! You little... I sense this lesson is a seed thrown on hard, dry soil. Allow me to water it and give it sunlight, Ed Fegley. What? I turned your aggressiveness back in on itself. Well, I want my 200 back. Alas, the river cannot flow backwards. Yeah? 
Well, two can play at that game. You asked for it. Observe, class, that Ed Fagley will fail because he is not the master of his own soul. Boot time! Oh! On the other hand, we do meet the occasional natural at Taekwondo. Taekwondo, this is just booting in the head. Where's my money? The river cannot flow oh, back yeah. with... Oh, um, maybe there's a dam or something. Uh, Here's yeah. your money back. Now, where did I put my hockey jacket? There, class. You see, he is gone now. I trust that is a lesson to you. Yes, master. We want our money back. Oh, but you, you don't understand. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Here's, here's your money back. Come on, class. Follow me. Let's go downtown and boot more head. Yes, master Ed Fagley. But, but, but what, what about Taekwon Leap? How will you master the physical without the spiritual? We pick on guys smaller than us. Hang on, I'll get my hockey jacket. All right. <laughs> And now here's the weekend ski conditions. Excellent to good conditions are reported at Blue Mountain, Hidden Valley, and Whistler. Good to fair conditions at Mount St. Louis and Selkirk Lodge. Fair to poor conditions plague Cavern Hills and Skiways. Poor to miserable conditions at Devil's Attitude, Little House on the Hill, and Putrid Pines. <laughs> miserable to downright insulting conditions are reported at Smudge Drop Mountain, Bethany Bumps, and Empty Flat Field. <laughs> Unbelievably hideous to you've got to be kidding conditions Reported at Burt's Downhill Bog. <laughs> Excruciatingly painful to mind-sucking energy-draining vortexes in the fabric of reality conditions are reported on Jupiter's fifth moon, a bowl of jello, and the bikini atoll. And very, 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 very excellent conditions are reported at Mount Lying Through Our Teeth to Get People Up Here Lodge. What, what, what do you mean, say it funny? You think just saying it funny will just automatically make something funnier because I said it... Okay, 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 fine, here. This is the best of frantic times with the frantic. So I see what you mean. Ah, oh, Mr. Felton, I have the results of your tests. Oh, well, Doc? I don't know how to tell you this, Mr. Felton. I can take it, Doc. Mr. Felton, I admire your courage. Oh, those are nice flowers. To Elton, from all the guys at the plant. <laughs> Great bunch of guys. <laughs> you must have enjoyed working with them. Still do. That's what I wanted to talk about. My job? No, no. What I'm trying to say is... Um, what are you trying to say? Well, it's serious. Oh, how serious? Mr. Felton, we are all born. And when something is born, it eventually has to... Um, cease. So you mean... That's right. That's right, Mr. Felton. What's right? Oh, uh, this is hard to say. Uh, okay, let me put it this way. Have you ever owned a dog, Mr. Felton? Oh, yeah, yeah, Prince. Prince? Yeah. Well, I bet you thought that Prince would live forever. Well, I suppose I did. But old Prince isn't around anymore, is he? Yeah, 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 he is. He turned five last month. <laughs> Five, that's yeah, yeah. yeah, that's uh, 35 human years. Yeah. <laughs> Same age as me. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Felton, did you ever own a goldfish? Doctor, what's wrong? Am I okay or not? May I be blunt with you, Mr. Felton? Yes, please do. Mr. Please. Felton, the test came back and they show quite clearly. Have you ever sat beside a mountain stream and wished you could lie there for eternity? Just no, no, I haven't. Now, what about my illness? Plain English, Doc. Right, plain English. 
the electrocardiograph shows. Have you ever taken a book from the library? Doctor, please! And did you notice that the book had a due date on it? You are like that book, Mr. Felton. For God's sakes, Doc, say what you mean. All right, do you mind if I open a window? It's dark as a tomb in here. Yeah, okay, go ahead. A tomb? A tomb, Mr. Go ahead, open the window, open the window. window. Fine, never. What are you getting at? What are you getting at? Oh, look, how ironic. The gardener is laying the flowers to rest. (laughs) Doctor, you still haven't told me. You are like those flowers, Mr. Felton. In what way? All right, all right, straight from the shoulder. That's the way I want it! All right, Mr. Felton. Life is like a sailing boat. No, doctor, I want you to tell me, straight! Okay! Do you remember how peanut butter would stick to the roof? No, no peanut butter! Just tell me for the love of my, what's going to happen with me? Stop beating around the bush! Okay, you're going to... Just let me deal with it. To die. Whether it's good or bad. There, I said it. What? That wasn't so bad now, was it? I didn't hear you. Oh, God! Say it again, say it again! I can't say it again, it's too hard! You're torturing me! Okay, charades. First words. No, no charades! Just tell me! Tell Tell me, please! Tell me, look at my don't know, it'll kill me! It'll kill me! Okay! Did you ever wonder why horses have no lips? (laughs) Mr. Felton, Mr. Felton, don't slump on the floor like that. It's only making it harder. Here, I'll lift you back into the bed. Now stay calm and limp like that, and I'll tell you, you're going to die. If you don't take it easy and avoid stress, you won't... You won't live past 60. But if you, if you stay calm, you'll be around a good deal longer than that. Hey, that wasn't so hard, was it? Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got a patient who's going... Well, did you ever see a pig with no legs? <laughs> You know, some women, some people will sell their bodies to make ends meet. Dan, you, you had that a couple of years. <laughs> no, I rough. can make ends meet just by doing this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and I just thought, what's the problem really that most people have is actually it's not finding the right person. It's getting math. Getting your math. Math is a horrible subject. I hated math. And, and if only there'd been someone willing to, for money, you know prostitute themselves for math? Well, I don't like to use that word, but yes. But crime doesn't stop in phone booths. It walks the dingy streets of downtown Vancouver, where mathematicians ply their trade. Hi, fellas. Solve an equation? Get lost. I'm real good. Yeah, well, leave me alone. I got a computer at home. Sure. Hi, honey. Solve an equation? Yeah? How much? Fifty bucks. What do I uh, get for 50 bucks? A quadratic function, a little <laughs> algebra. <laughs> do you uh, plot curves? That's extra. Ooh, all right. Follow me to the university. I don't think about it. There's no difference between a classroom and a cheap motel. If men want to use my mind, then fine. So what if I do a few volume calculations and satisfy some hydraulic engineers? Nighttime and these theoreticians of the evening line Vernon Avenue. Lab coats split up to their hips. What is it that forces intelligent young women and men to sell their minds for money? Who are you guys? It's mine. I'm an hour. It's my show to announce. Uh, Major Tom. This is the wrap-up. The last sketch. Last song. 
of this season. And it's a good one. It's a great one. It's, it's a good one. You know what I remember about this is virtually nothing. But uh, that's wonderful, I suppose. <laughs> What's interesting is that a whole bunch of people have done, played off of the original Space Oddity, and there's been all these different songs. And, well, as musical geniuses, I think we just had to make our statement. This was it. And this is Major Tom. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next season. Yes. Or Unless if you're we listening die. to this in next season, we'll listen to you the next podcast that you click on. That's right. If my prostate test comes up positive, enjoy the threesome. <laughs> what? <laughs> Paul, I'm not testing your prostate. <laughs> Endless nights we zoom as emptiness surrounds. Ubiquitous vacuum is filling with a sound. A great white metal bird goes soaring by a comet. The only noise that's heard. Our sounds of spacemen's vomit <laughs> Floating, falling, puking out in orbit As we watch our dinners floating round We should really mop the floor But up here in space There's no up or down I must return to Earth before I chunder Get me out of space, it's time to leave. The spinning earth below fills me with wonder. But if I look too long, I'll start to heave. Inside our metal bubble, you hear a spaceman chuck. But one guy's in big trouble. Because his helmet stuck. His helmet stuck. His helmet stuck. His helmet You have been listening to The Best of Frantic Times, written and performed by The Frantics, Paul Chatto, Rick Green, Dan Redican, and Peter Wildman. He didn't say podcast! With special guests, podcast Maggie Butterfield, podcast Mag Ruffman, and podcast Carolyn Scott. Podcast. Original CBC production by Dave Podcast Milligan. Podcast. With sound effects by Kathy Perry podcast. and Anton Zabo. Yes! That Anton Zabo! The Best of Frantic Times podcast was produced by Derek Wellsman. Thank you! Boom to the head! Boom to the head! Put to the head. <laughs> podcast timing. I said extra words at the end. Yeah.